Good morning and welcome to Morning Java. Brought to you as always by Get-Go Cafe and Market, where Tom, they've always got the fresh food, the cold drinks, the, and the warm drinks because it's getting a little chilly out here in the, in, the, in the fall season. But you can get all of that easily made for you right at Get-Go Cafe and Market. Yes, I, we have plenty of Get-Go's where I live, so and I'm a loyal member. Get my gas there all the time. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Chris Carter. He's Tom Reed. We're talking football. Before we get into pro football, we got to talk about the big news in college football that the Big Ten says they're coming back, Tom. Yeah, they are. So I'm sure there's a lot. We have a lot of Penn State uh, uh, fans that are they're probably viewers and subscribers. So I'm sure they're happy. It's going to be very exciting to see how this works. Uh, they're supposed to come back on the 23rd and 24th of October that weekend. And uh, I live in Columbus, and of course, there's a lot of optimism about this Buckeye team, and they're kind of hoping seven or eight games would be enough to get them into at least a, a, a championship tournament type uh, format, you know, get into, get into the playoff system. So they're excited, but you know, Chris, the, the, one of the most interesting things about it, right now everyone's just excited it's coming back, but you know, one of the stipulations here was if you test test positive, it's a 21 day out. So oh, you're wow. out for 21 days. Think think about that. Think about like two or three weeks into this, and a, a kid like Justin Fields yeah. from Ohio State, or think of any of the Penn State star players. You know they're playing well, and all of a sudden they're, they're lost for two to three weeks. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this works at a time where part of it is they're going to test daily. So. One of the things is when you test a lot, as, as we've seen kind of in, 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 uh, in society in general, when there are a lot of tests, it just stands to reason there's going to be more COVID positives. So this is going to be really uh, interesting to follow going forward to see what players can, you know, what teams can avoid having a bunch of guys out or what teams can avoid having their, you know, stars out where maybe they don't do anything wrong. Uh, because as we know, with, with, with this coronavirus, you don't have to do anything wrong. You just have to be maybe in around the wrong, you know, a person that, that has it or could be asymptomatic. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's really going to be fascinating to follow this and, and see if, if the Big Ten, like all the conferences, uh, can pull it off and get through the season. I know, you know, you're excited about covering Pitt. They're off to a good start. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the same thing's there is can they finish the season? Yeah, and that's the thing is that Pitt already saw in its first game against Austin Peay seven players were not allowed to participate because of COVID-19. We know one of them was Rashad Weaver because he exposed himself on Twitter just saying like, hey, I got this. I'm not playing this week. But he also exposed I mean, their testing system. They take, they take four tests a week, so it's not daily, but they take – uh, the way Narduzzi explained it was Sunday, Wednesday, and then two on Friday. And those two on Friday are meant to, you know, kind of counterbalance themselves if a player is tested negative for the entire week. But when you look at this, you know, the ACC's rule is 10 days from the first po positive test, which in Rashad Weaver's case would be last Sunday. So we'll see if he's available for Saturday's game against Syracuse. But a 21-day period for the Big Ten, that's aggressive. And, and it's just – it seems really interesting to me that the Big Ten is being more aggressive, uh, you know, concerning the safety of its players and wanting to make sure that the, the process is as vetted as possible. I mean, back when they decided to opt out, I remember people like Paul Feinbaum on ESPN saying, like, they made this decision too early and they kind of followed the, the lead of the Ivy League schools. Um, but And now that the Big Ten's like, okay, we want to get back in here. 
I'm just I'm really interested to see how that plays out. You're absolutely right because I want to see players like Justin Fields get a chance this year. I, lo- I love the way he played last year, and I wanted to see his growth this year. I- I'm just I'm really interested to see how this plays out, what teams are available, because we heard Ed Ordron, the coach of the national champion LSU team, he said most of his team has already gotten it, which is just poof. What's, what's that? I don't know if he was trying to, to say that they have achieved uh, uh, herd immunity or, or what his point there was. But yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I heard the same thing, Texas Tech, and we've already seen a, a handful of can- cancellations and stuff like that, so uh, and, and especially, again, going back to the Big Ten, let's say Penn State has a, a great start to the season. They think they've got a shot at the playoffs, or an Ohio State thinks they have a shot. And what happens there if, if, if a game has to get canceled? What happens if teams can't play? You know, how will this factor in in a shortened season uh, for them to maybe possibly make the playoffs? It's fascinating. It certainly is. So, Tom, Steelers won Monday night football against the, against the Giants. They're 1-0. Um, you know, Dale and I have talked about some of the top players of that game, but one of the players that really stepped up, of course, was Benny Snell at running back. Uh, he, get, he got to play a lot more because James Connors tweaked his ankle during the game, and he took advantage of it. He took 19 carries for 113 yards, no touchdowns, but he was a huge part of that fourth-quarter effort where the Steelers were able to grind out the clock. He had a 30-yard run. Uh, and this was a really good showing after, you know, what was a questionable uh, rookie season last year. Um, you know, Benny Snell said, hey, he, was, he dropped a lot of weight coming into this year. And then he showed, hey, he can, he can play some football uh, and had a really good showing against the Giants. Yeah, and it's going to be important because one of the things, obviously, with James Conner, uh, love the story. And, you know, he, you know, he can be very productive. But, you know, he's had that injury history, unfortunately. And they need to find somebody. Uh, that 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 can be more that can be reliable that they can count on. Now, if Snell can, you know, again, it's one game, right? But if he can give them something like that each week, uh, that will be a, a big a big jolt for them. And he put in a lot of work into his offseason program to drop twelve, I think twelve pounds. Mm-hmm. I know how hard he was working. He was. I live in Columbus. He was back here in Columbus working mm-hmm. two three times a day. Uh, going back to his old high school field, uh, just doing all kind of speed and agility drills. Uh, I think he did some work with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I think he came down and came, kept coming back and did some things when Ben was throwing. So he's really tried to yeah, – I think he's tried to shed this image, too, of a short yardage back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guys come into the league. It was it, – it, like you said, his first year he was, he was on the team. Uh, but he wants to be a bigger part of it and certainly uh, – you know, the, the first showing was 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 very, uh, very productive. And I'm sure he's going to get more opportunities uh, Sunday against Denver. What do you think about it seems like he's following the progression that we've seen with the past few Steelers backs. When Le'Veon Bell came, was drafted by the team in 2013, he had a decent rookie season, but then he dropped weight in his second year and he became a superstar in 2014 for the team. And then James Conner, his rookie season didn't really get to do much one because he was backing up Le'Veon Bell, but in 2018, his second season, he had a huge year and he was on pace to hit a thousand yards, but wasn't for the injury towards the end of the season. Um, and now, and so now, and he's another guy came in a little heavier, dropped some weight in year two, and then was much better, just like Le'Veon Bell. And here you go, Benny Snell, following the same routine. As a guy who studied, who's, who studied football, and you've seen, you've seen, you know, progression from college to pros. What's your take on just that continuing to be a theme, at least for three straight Steelers running backs? 
Well, yeah, it's, you, know, you, you always hear the, the expression, you, you make your, your greatest jump between your first and second year in, a, in, 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 in the league. Uh, and you're right. And I think when Benny left last season after the end of the year, that was one of the things the Steelers talked to him about. You need to maybe lose a little bit, bit of weight. And he was very aware of, of just what you mentioned about what happened with Le'Veon Bell and with Connor, that, that, that they slimmed down and then really took off. Again, it's, it's, it's early and it's one game, but it's, 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 an, it's an encouraging sign uh, that, that, that they can have a guy that, that steps, steps in and plays that can certainly at least spell James Connor once he gets healthy again. I thought the other thing we should mention, at least here, was that was a heck of a blitz pickup, right? Oh, on, it on was a touchdown. Yes. That's the kind of plays that really, I'm sure, just jump off the screen when, when coaches are grading their players. Uh, especially with young guys, as you know, young guys tend to miss those type of blocks. And, and that was a big play, not only because it let, led to a touchdown, but it also kept his quarterback clean. No, you're absolutely right. And that's something that he that he struggled with last year. Tomlin noted that he needed to improve. So to see in his first game of the season, no preseason and, you know, a, a limited training camp with all the experience they had to go through, for him to show, hey, he can step up, pick up the blitz, and give Ben Roethlisberger. And, again, that block was on Ben Roethlisberger's first touchdown pass coming off the elbow surgery. So huge for him to do that. Um, and you really got to, you know, as for a first game of showing his progress with the Steelers, I think he did a great job. Agreed. Tom, it's Thursday night football in a battle for Ohio. The Browns and the Bengals both 0-1, Baker Mayfield getting uh, and the Browns getting blown out by the Ravens uh, in week one. The Bengals, oh so close, missed a field goal in the last seconds against the Chargers. But this is going to be an interesting battle because both teams have young quarterbacks. They're trying to establish a new term this season. What's your take just looking at how this game is, is, is going to play out for you? Well, after the Browns, you know, I don't think anyone's surprised that the Browns lost to the Ravens. We all know how good the Ravens are supposed to be this season. But I don't think that they thought that they would be embarrassed to the level that they were. And that was a that was a very poor showing. And just after one week here, there's already, again, you know, thoughts of is Odell Beckham Jr. going to be here long term? You know, at what point does Baker Mayfield and he have to have chemistry? And also, you know, Baker Mayfield has to be better than he was and in what he showed. Um, there weren't a lot of positive signs in that game. It, it was embarrassing performance by the special teams uh they they try to fake punt that did not work early in the game uh this is a big game for them it's a, you wouldn't call it a must win but if they go zero and two and including a loss against the Bengals at home there's going to be some serious questions about this team and the, 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 the phrase around these parts is uh it's getting to be December in Berea which always means it, it, it's it's we all know how Brown seasons always end you know, they're going to have 6,000 people up there because of COVID uh, on Thursday night or tonight. But that's usually what they have at the end of the season in December. Uh, so this is a big game for them. It's a big game for Baker Mayfield. You would think that they would be able to come through and get a win here. But I thought Joe, Joe Burrow, for the most part, handled things pretty well. He's going to have a long year because they can't protect him. Uh, that, that offensive line did not look good. Joey Bosa. Uh, had a really good game. Uh, he's going to have to take his lumps, but I thought he hung in there and had a, really his best drive was at the end of the game. He had a potential tying touchdown callback on offensive interference. So 
Um, I, I, I liked a little bit about what I saw from him. He's, you know, ran for a touchdown. Uh, I think, you know, he's going to be fine uh, long-term, but he's got to get through this, you know, this first year and they've got to protect him a little bit better. But the Browns really need this game uh, tonight uh, at home against the Bengals. Yeah, that's the thing is that I look at this and this, this Browns team, and this is a team that's over the past couple of years, we've seen the preseason narrative, oh, it's our time and they're ready to make things different and then things fall apart. If they start off in the hole with a new coach and a young quarterback and all the other things that are going on and there's already rumors swirling that Odell Beckham Jr., they're, they're shopping him around, it's just going to dig them into a hole. And this this was a team that can't afford to be in a hole right now. They're supposed – they need to kind of, you know, set a new tone for where they're going as an organization. And now they're – and now they're faced – they're looking, you know, they, they have to be – if they lose to the Bengals, a team that was supposed to be the worst in, in the division – you know, that, that's going to that's gonna change everything, I think, for Cleveland. And like you said, Joe Burrow, I thought despite, you know, the Bengals only scoring 13 points, I thought he had a, a good uh, first, you know, NFL debut, debut last week considering he was under pressure consistently. I mean, the, the secondary he was, he was facing, you got Chris Harris Jr., Casey Hayward Jr., and then you also got Desmond King in the slot. I mean, th th that was a serious group to have to face off against. He moved the ball. He ran for a touchdown. Um, and like you said, he was under duress and just being chased most of that game. If Baker Mayfield gets outside by Joe Burrow at at home and with everything going on, um, I think it's going to it's going to you know I, I saw people I think it was Bomani Jones brought it up on ESPN. It's going to make his seat a little bit hotter, you know, when it when it comes to these situations because you know while everyone is thinking well he's the franchise quarterback, if it's another season of losing and not getting things done, I have to think that somebody's thinking well maybe things should be shaken up in Cleveland. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And remember, and, and this is always seems to be the case every year or two, but the, the, the people that, that drafted the, – the people that, that drafted Baker Mayfield are gone. Yeah. The coach was not here. Uh, you know, if they really play poorly this year, and, and probably means that he played poorly this year, uh, you know, you could see change. Again, I don't want to overreact for one game, uh, but they've got to get it going. They've got – They've, they, they have Cincinnati tonight, then they have Washington next week. You, those are kind of, you think, you look at it and say winnable games. We all, of course, we all know sometimes you look at a schedule and then two months later say, boy, we, you know, that team ended up being a lot better. Washington gets a win uh, last week. But uh, they need to win uh, these next couple games because their schedule gets a lot harder. No, I agree. Those are must-win games uh, because, you, you know, people talk about you got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And this is a chance for them to do just that with a Bengals team, with a rookie quarterback, a second-year head coach, um, and, and an offensive line that's decimated. You've got Miles Garrett. You know, you've got a defensive front that you're confident in. You've got to find a way to get home and get a big victory to turn things around, even up your one-year situation at one-and-one and get the get the trains headed straight because you do not want to be 0-2 getting ready to face an NFC East team that pulled off a big upset in week one. <laughs>